Welcome into the Fist Bump Boys podcast. Two Army veteran best friends with a lifetime of talking, and sometimes debating, sports, and whatever else comes up. On this episode of the Fist Bump Boys, we have a hectic Super Wild Card weekend to recap, including Whistlegate in Cincinnati and a late game letdown in Dallas. Then we'll preview the upcoming divisional round, including telling you exactly who's going to move on to the conference championships. All that and more in episode 75 of the Fist Bump Boys podcast. You're listening to the Fist Bump Boys podcast with your hosts, Josh Hubbard and Gio Chicasio, a veteran-owned sports podcast bringing you honest and down-to-earth discussion and debate with a little bit of flair. Fist Bump Boys are back. And as always, my name is Josh. I'm Gio. And we are the, the Fist, Fist Bump, Bump Boys. Boys. Episode 75 is here. And I am fired up. You're really excited. I am fired I, It's hard to up. contain you and deal with this right now. <laughs> I get it. I understand. And I, and I led with that. I walked in and said, I hope you're ready. I'm spitting fire. We have Super Wild Card Weekend yep. to discuss. And... There were six games. We're not going to talk about all six games. Because we can't. No, we'll be here all night. We can't. There were a few games that were blowouts. We talked about them last night on our Super Wild Card edition of... I mean, just to get them out the way, Buffalo, New England, yep. Tampa, Philly, yep. KC, Pittsburgh. Yep. And, we'll, and we'll touch on them. Yeah. We'll touch on them. But we got stuff to talk about. And I think we have to start... Hold on. Look, I'm going to do us both a favor. Okay. All right. You're fired up. I am. I you're, am. You're ready. I'm, you're literally shaking. <laughs> so, I had a crazy weekend. As you know, I yep. had to work a lot of overtime yep. this weekend. Yep. I didn't yep. get a chance to fully, fully like dive into the games like I wanted to. So, here's okay. what we're going to do. I'm going to start talking about a game. Okay. And it, it's we're going to focus fire. I'm going oh, like to call in for that's, artillery. That's a reference. I like it. And you're just going to let go. Okay. And I'm going to jump in when I can, but this is you, because you are so excited about this. I am. Your I, takes were great. I have hot takes here. I'm ready for this. So, okay. Let's start with Niners Cowboys. Your. My. 49ers. Niners Cowboys. Versus America's Dallas Cowboys. Is it really America's anymore? No. no it isn't. But it's a marketing All right, boy. So, so uh, listen, I would love to sit here. And break down this game, the X's and the O's, and w- how the 49ers were able to use that matchup advantage, which mm-hmm. we both discussed last yep. week. Yep. You picked them. I wanted to and didn't have the gumption. I said it last yes, week. Not. I said hey, I, it, they are a live dog, yep. and they have matchup nightmares for almost everybody yep. if they're able to execute properly. They seemed to control this game throughout. Like, it always felt like the 49ers had a stranglehold on this game. But we can't do that. We can't break that all down. We can't. Well, I mean, we could we could glaze over it real quick. The yeah, best I just player, did. Best player on the field is Debo Samuel. Yes. I don't think that's close. Yep. yep. It, but you know where we have to start? I know where you're going to go. At the end. This. Yeah. We have to start at the end. It always seems like... In these situations, the rest of the game is ignored. Yeah. And everyone, like, hyper-focuses on the controversial ending. So, well, hold on, hold on. You're saying controversial. And, like and, I, said, and, and I already know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. I'm going to get to that point. 
Okay. I already know the point. Okay. Because hey, this is you. So I'll, you can't you. you can't truncate this entire game into one moment because that's not fair. Okay. That isn't fair, and and I agree, and I and it's a hundred percent accurate. However, well, no, no, we have this moment. My 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 thing is, I don't think it's as controversial as they're saying that it is. I agree. Okay. One of the first things I did. Uh, so let me let me let me lay it out yep, there. Lay it out. It, it's the hot topic of conversation, so we're gonna dive into it. By now, most of you all, most or all of you. Should have seen or heard about this play. But I'm going to break it down. Cowboys get the ball with 32 seconds left on their own 20-yard line. And they need a touchdown to tie, PAT to win the game, and move on to the divisional round. Right? Yeah. Yep. In the blink of an eye. The 49ers defense broke down. They get down to the 49er 40-yard line with 14 seconds. Mm-hmm. Some great plays. That that hook and lateral, my goodness, well well done. That was that was one of the best hook and laterals. Terrific! It was oh. perfect. It was done to yep. perfection. The Cowboys then get down to the forty yard line, and Dak takes the ball on a quarterback draw mm-hmm. down to the twenty four yard line, yep. and that is when all hell breaks loose. Yes, the Cowboys tried to get lined up to spike the ball to stop the clock for that one last try to the end zone. Yep, but they were unable to get the snap off in time, and the game ended right then and there. That's the story. Yeah. That's what happened. Ever since that play, the fans and the media have been killing the Cowboys for that play call. Killing them. Okay. All the experts are yelling from the hilltops mm-hmm. that 14 seconds is not enough time to run that play. Right? But yeah. if you go back and look, and I said this the moment it happened. There I, are so people, hold on. Hold on. I think I know where you're going with this. And I'm going to jump in right here real yep, quick. Go ahead. give you my thought before you go off on this. Because yep. I'm going to let you go again. I don't think that it was necessarily a bad play call. It was there. The only problem that I had with the whole scenario is Dak Prescott has to be a smart enough quarterback to You're realize. You're jumping to the end. One, yeah. I either need to slide earlier. Or two, I need to get that ball to the line judge yep. so he can put the ball down. Go. If you go back and look... And, and I said this in real time. I, there are people listening to the show that have the receipts that I texted to, said I cannot wait to defend this play call. Mm-hmm. I specifically did not send it to you because right. I wanted to save it for right here right. and now. But I couldn't wait to defend the play call. And I had it all mapped out. I was ready to go. And then Emmanuel Acho comes out with a video perfectly demonstrating exactly what I want to say. He nailed, so if you have the chance to go back and watch his video, it is, and and one of the fist bump armies that I was texting and said, I can't wait to defend this, sent this video to me and said, this is what you're going to talk about, isn't it? It is exactly what I'm going to talk about. He knows a little bit more on the terminology than I did Mm -hmm. from a defensive standpoint. So if you go back to those previous two plays, the 49ers defense, as you said, laid an egg. Well, they backed off. They broke down and they, they tried the bend, don't break at the wrong time. They called the wrong place. Correct. Plain and simple. Correct. They were letting the Cowboys get the ball and get out of bounds. Mm-hmm. But then on that play, with the 14 seconds left, they went to the boundaries. As Emmanuel Acho mm-hmm. explains to us, that's called the pick offense. Yep. About every 10 yards, 
you have a Someone player. was standing on the sidelines, which is the right play call from a defensive standpoint. Now, they should have called that three, three plays, plays earlier, earlier, yeah. but they finally called there. The problem with pick offense is there is primarily no one perfect play call, and that perfect play call quarterback is draw. the quarterback draw. Yeah. Now, here is where it is not the play call, it is the execution that is the issue. Mm-hmm. You touched on it at the end. I'm backing up. The execution issue is that nobody on that field outside of Dak Prescott knew that they were calling a quarterback draw. Nobody knew. And you, if you go back and watch, again, Emmanuel Acho lays this all out, and I'm bummed that he stole the thunder, but he has the video that you can watch it all. He had one, two, five receivers. By, by the way, Emmanuel Acho, I'd love to have you on the show. We know you listen. Listen, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Come on. I'd love to talk about this more. Five receivers went out into the into the field. Not a single one blocked. One receiver realized it four or five yards into the run and went downfield to block someone, never actually made contact with a single 49er. I think right then and there, if all five of them block, not only does he get down in time to, to spike the ball, he might have scored. Because he got all the way to the 24-yard line before a 49er got anywhere near him. Yep. You get five guys blocking, and he could score, and they could win that game right then and there. And then we wouldn't be talking about any of this. They're genius for this play call. And if you don't believe me, the Chiefs did it to the Cowboys at the end of the first half last year. Where they dumped it off to Tyreek Hill. They had to go 50 yards, and everybody went downfield to block. And he ran right in for the touchdown at the end of the half. So that's problem number one. Nobody knew the play call. Nobody blocked. He only got to the 24-yard line. Okay. Everybody's talking about how 14 seconds isn't enough. But if you go back and watch that play, he gets tackled with eight full seconds. The other reason why it's a great play call in that moment, not only because of the way the defense is leaving the middle of the field wide open, but who has the football? Quarterback. The quarterback. The most important person on the field. The, in theory, franchise smartest player. person on the field yep. who knows what is supposed to be going on. He, right then and there, should, and by the way, all the offense is there. They could have easily lined up. He could have handed it to the line judge. Line judge would have put it down. They would have snapped it. Probably saved him about two seconds. And they would have had a shot to win that game. Absolutely, without a doubt. Now, the referee absolutely could have hustled more. There's a lot going on for them, too. Mm-hmm. And we're going to touch bases on that and when we get to the other game. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a lot yeah. on the yeah, refs. Dak and the center, even if they put the ball on the ground, should have gotten the hell out of the way. Dak, like, went in front of him. He So, here's what I saw. Because he didn't know well, that they, they had to touch this, it. This is the part that I saw. He took the ball, handed it to the center. Yes, which expected, which happens. Right. Expected the center to just hike right there, just yes, snap the ball. and there's the problem. Yeah. He and should, there is the he problem. He should have, like I said, should have been intelligent enough yes. to know yes. that the line judge had I to knew put that the ball watching down. the game. Yeah. You know who else knows that? And you've seen this reference a million times. Larry Fitzgerald. 
Larry Fitzgerald has a hundred videos of him taking the ball from another receiver and giving it to and Nando. running yep. and handing it off so that it can get yep. done properly. So it is not a new rule. They know what they're supposed to do. Well, it's been that way for ever, as long as I can remember football. In addition to that, receivers were just kind of walking around, nonchalant, not knowing what is going on. Mm -hmm. And that's why they could have easily saved two, three, even four seconds. Forget how far he ran. He ran exactly the right amount for them to have one or two seconds left on that clock. Oh, no, he did. Without a doubt. What what I'm saying is he should have, I think, slid five yards earlier, gotten them another one or two seconds, and it would have given him the time to realize because he's in the moment. So if he had, so yes, if he had slid a few yards sooner, he would have had an extra second or two to play with, which would have meant they could have made this mistake and gotten away with it. Yeah. I, I, you can't work on that premise. I know, I know. They made the I mistake, know. and it screwed them. No, no, I understand. I, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying this This was the other option he could have done. He could have slid earlier, got another one or two seconds, and taken away the, mis- the mistake of, I didn't get the ball to the line judge. One last point on deck. Sure. It's not his fault. Uh, it's not entirely his fault. It's the coach's fault. They did not properly prepare Dak and this offense for this situation. Oh, no, I agree. One hundred percent on the coaches. They had a stopped clock. They could have called this play, made sure everybody understood what to do, and instead, not only did everybody not nobody knew what to do. Nobody so, on that field knew what they were doing and what they had to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little bit of a take that I've had. I think that one, people need to stop saying that Mike McCarthy is even a good coach in the NFL. I think we talked he, about it before. We, we have. We talked. We he said this was going to happen into a perfect scenario in Green Bay. Yes, with the most talented arm that we've ever seen. At least we had ever seen up to that point. Correct. And it was just the perfect storm. Yes. You come to this Dallas team, who the expectations, while high. Within the organization, I think they were a little bit lower than what the fans had. Well, yeah, these fans have always been out of control. And we both said the worst clock management coach is Mike McCarthy. And we said a clock management issue was going to cost. We talked about it for this this game. game. And, And when I saw it happen, I said, are you kidding me? Did we just say, like, we said it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to come down to a final play. I thought the Cowboys were going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Like, when I made my pick, I said it's not. Yeah, sure. But if you had said it's going to come down to a last minute, I would have said a 49ers all day. Without, without well, The thing that was scaring me about, me about that when we were saying it is, Kyle Shanahan's just as bad. Like, he's had some situations. No, he's not just as bad. No, okay, let me just. He's, he's bad. He's had some moments. McCarthy, he has, as an offensive coordinator, what I have called for a very long time, coaching malpractice. Yeah. In that Super Bowl. That was coaching yeah. malpractice. Mm-hmm. So he has his own resume of issues. Right. But Mike McCarthy, it's so specific in that it's clock management. It's and it's not so just clock management. It's literally the last yeah. 10 seconds of a game. The, the end of a game when it matters the yeah. most, he drops the ball. Yeah. But, but I don't. I put a lot of the blame on the coaches. There's no denying it, but I have to put some on Dak. So to he be clear, you're has right. Has to know. Yes, but who teaches him? 
It's been that rule since Pop Warner. Who His is, Pop Warner coaches then. Who is responsible for making sure everybody on that field is totally prepared for every no, situation? I, I so you're right. Dak I screwed up. Dak screwed right. up. I'm not. I'm not. I. I'd say I'd put. 15, 20% of the blame on Dak. I'll give you 80-20. The rest is on the coaches. I'll give you 80-20. The coaches were the main I'll push for 90-10, but I'll give you 80-20. This one play shows why I don't think Dak is a $40 million quarterback. So that is a whole separate conversation, and we're going to get into a lot of quarterback talk after the Super Bowl because we have a whole lot of conversation to have. This play is why you pay him that much. This is not complicated. Super simple play in a super crucial situation, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it. So, so the whole time leading up to a today, brilliant play call, mm-hmm. brilliant play call. So, so I if know it works. Somebody I work with, I'm going to give him a shout out real quick. I'm not going to say names, but he knows who he is. He's a huge Cowboys fan. Benjamin, sure. Yep, nailed it. Not even close. Hashtag friend of the show. <laughs> but we were talking about this the day of the game. Yeah. Where I was afraid Trent Williams wasn't going to play. Yeah. Micah Parsons was going to eat us alive. Trent Williams ended up playing. Parsons Micah Parsons got, got shook up got for a little bit. Up a yep. little bit. And he then just, came back with a fury. Oh, yeah. Way. No, no. It, look, Micah Parsons is a special talent. Yes, he is. But I told him at the time, like, one of the coaches is going to, to mess this game up. Yeah. I don't know who. I'm terrified that it's going to be Kyle Shanahan. And the only reason you felt that way is because you're a 49ers fan. Yeah. It scared you. If you took us, if you were me looking at this mm-hmm. game and we had been having that conversation, I would have said unequivocally, it's got to be McCarthy. And, and we both know my superstitions. I don't like yes. talking during games. Yep. I, I, I just, and I left you alone. Yep. I, le- I let karma do what it's going to do. Whoever's going to win is going to win, and I have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. way that I do it. Mm-hmm. But when this game was, I was, I was trying, I, I you did my stressed? best. I was. It was hard. And I touched bases with you here and there, yep. and then I bailed, and then when it was over, I gave yeah. you your due. Because I, I knew. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. We've, been, we've been doing this a long time. So, to, to wrap a bow on that last play, like I said, super simple, terrific play call, mm-hmm. easy play call, by the way. Yeah. I don't know that I would have gone uh, necessarily with the quarterback draw, though I like it because of the ability to have all those players out there blocking and you have tight ends out there. You have wide receivers. You got running backs. Everybody's out there. I probably would have had two running backs, two tight. Like I would have put my biggest players I possibly could and pushed it down the field. But they, it was, so it was a brilliant play call. Brilliant. Yeah. No, it, it really was. It's, people they were, just didn't know the, the super crucial It's the minutia. Yep. It's the minutia of what happens, the small the smallest detail on plays like one this. One second. They needed one if second. If he slid three yards earlier, if he handed the ball to it. the ref. If he handed, handed the, ball, the ball to the ref. Well, hold on. See, here's the, the reason I'm going to push back on that one a little bit, too. Is if you look at it, by, and yes, they the say ref the, wasn't there. The ref wasn't there, but he was. So he I was in the picture within two yards of the of Dak. All that he with had five to do, seconds left. But all he had to do, and you looked at what the judge did, and all he did was he bent down, grabbed the ball from the center, and put it on the ground. So we know he, he didn't. That is an inaccurate statement. That's what he I said. actually he actually did. Pick it up. 
pushed it back about a yard, and then said, oh, that's not it, and put it back. So he killed about a second. Okay. Credit where credit is due, okay. he killed about a second spotting it. And we have videos that are coming out now from earlier games where the ref just walked up and tapped the ball. Well, and that is very specific so to a very specific that's, ref. That's what I thought happened. Like, I, no, no, I didn't, yeah, it didn't. I didn't no, no. see the ball moving, so he, I, I retract my previous He definitely okay. took longer than he needed to. But you don't... Well, well, okay, so, but if you look at the time, even if he's, if you gave him that split second, which is what it would have been. About a second. Okay. About a second. If you gave him that second, he snaps the ball and spikes it with zero on the it, clock. It's a dead, it's a dead It's a ball. dead game. It was zero before he snapped it. It was zero before right. they snapped the ball. Right. And they say, give or take, you need two seconds what? to snap it and so spike it. it. it he needed- Which is why they're also calling for the fact that they should have ran a play. They should have ran four yeah. verticals instead of spiking it. Right. That's right. what no, you no, do. I, I agree. But what I'm saying is, he didn't. If the place that he slid, the situation where the line judge was, everything combined, he didn't have time to run another play. He had to have slid. Or he had to have bought he himself a could have slid earlier. If he had known what he was no, supposed to and have that's done. that's the coaching. That's the coaching. I'm not talking about the coaching. I'm saying if Dak realized, and this is himself. Which he didn't. And he didn't. I can't kill him for it. But I can say this is what he should have done. Yeah. This is what a $40 million quarterback yes. should have done. Yes. That's all. That's a $40 million quarterback would have had the right play called. Everybody would have known the play call. Mm-hmm. And they probably would have gotten even closer. Yep. And still been able to get a playoff. Absolutely. That said, 49ers looked good. They did. They, they looked did. very, very good. They controlled they the did. game for pretty much the whole time. Until you read that injury report. We will talk about that when we get to next week's games. Let's not jump ahead. Yeah, I don't want to start crying. Jimmy G did exactly what you didn't want him to do, though. Yep. With that late interception, there were a lot of people. And I called it. I You're called not the only one. You're not the only one. Shout out to Nick Wright. I saw him on Twitter going, they should not throw another pass for the rest of this game. They, they should have hand the ball they off. dominated l- on the ground. Backing up to the play before they punted with 32 seconds left. Yep. Giving the Cowboys the ball with 32 seconds left. They had fourth and an inch and a half. They had fourth and an inch and a half after just... What the, what the record? It was like that far when he held up his hand. And, and it wasn't that it far. It wasn't even that far. It wasn't that yeah. far. And by the way, I think you could have left it as a first down. You could have. I, I get why they overturned it, and it it did look like he was short, but you could have gotten away with unconclusive. Un- it's an index card. It's an index card. Nonetheless, you had just gone nine and seven-eighths of a yard on a run play. Hmm? You just, That was the play that got you to that point. I would have gone for that all day. And I'm I'm disappointed, and I was very shocked that they even punted that ball. Turns out it worked out. Right, right. The thing that was killing me, like you were saying, they shouldn't have passed the ball at all. The entire Cowboys... Well, and he gave up that pick, yeah. Right. The entire Cowboys team was outrushed by Eli Mitchell, 96 to 71, yeah. or 77. Debo almost had Debo, more yards. Yeah. yeah. So... You had no reason, and not for nothing, you can run the ball. Kittles run the ball. Everybody on this team can run the ball. And every pass should have been short, yep. fast, and if you're rolling out, throw it 12, yard, 12 rows deep. Mm-hmm. Do not force that ball. And he did, yep. and it almost cost him. Yeah. However, if they had just gone for it on that fourth and a half an inch, 
They would have gotten it. I'm sorry, but they would yeah. have gotten it. Yeah. yeah, you just you go right behind the left guard and the left tackle. And Forget that. Oh, go to Old Faithful, baby. Naked bootleg. Naked bootleg, get over the line and dive. You don't need anything more. You need a half an inch. Yeah, but see, I wouldn't even put Jimmy G. I wouldn't have even put Jimmy G. In put Trey Lance in there. Let's go. I would put Debo at quarterback. Maybe. Just maybe. You could have put anybody put at quarterback at that him, point. Put him with Eli Mitchell. Bad, you know what you do? You know what you do? You put Trent Williams in the backfield. As the fullback. As the fullback. You're getting yeah. that first down. Yeah. You're getting that first down. Who's getting past The him? fridge. The fridge. No, no. Give it to him. Oh, there you Give go. Give it to him. There you go. Plow right through. Yeah. Right through. Who's gonna who's gonna stop a six foot eight, three hundred and forty pound monster? I'm gonna throw this out and then we're gonna move to the next right. game. Well, I'm gonna choose when we move to the next game, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna throw this out and then we're gonna move to the next <laughs> game. Why don't defensive play play callers, defensive coordinators Put offensive linemen on fourth and short, fourth and goal. Billy Why Bob. Don't, Billy Bob. Varsity Blues. Yes! Why don't they put offensive linemen? Because generally speaking, those offensive linemen Look, are bigger than the defensive linemen. I was an offensive lineman for most of my... Why aren't we my, doing this? Whenever we needed a big punt block, you put your biggest block, guys in there. They took Forget that. The, I'm talking about the no, short no, 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 yardage. I'm, 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 the, the fourth and ones. Yeah, that's what I'm whenever saying. Whenever you needed the hogs to just yeah. clog up the lane, coach was always like, all right, I need my three interior linemen. Go. Exactly it. I can't imagine. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from the all-time great defensive ends and pass rushers mm-hmm. that we have. Keep them in there. Keep your Donalds. Keep your Khalil Max. Keep your why do you your have why do you have a middle Miles linebacker? Garrett. You don't need your middle no. or outside linebacker. No. You keep your safeties over the top just in case they try and go for something slick. Yeah, your corners. Yep. You can have your corners yep. if they're out wide. You take That's out fine. your linebackers and you clog the lane. Put put six on the line yep. and let them have it. Yep. That's that's the 49ers, they, they move on. They have some injuries. We'll talk about that. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the Woo! the game that everybody's been uh Destroying the referees on. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. The Raiders and the Bengals. First of all, this should not have been an issue. This should have been an issue. Much like the 49ers dominated the Cowboys, it looked like. I feel like the Bengals let the Raiders hang around in this game. The Bengals had this game locked up. They were a they are a better team, faster, stronger. In every way, and they just couldn't capitalize. This was a strange game to watch. It's like I said, it's another game where it looked like one team had a handle, but never pulled away. In a weekend where, like we said earlier, four of the six games were never really in doubt. We had two games that should have been more blowouts. Yeah. They really should have been. But the winning team, it turned out, just let the other team hang around. This one, like I said, felt like Cincinnati had it well in hand. Despite all that, this one has its own controversy. And it's it's bonkers to even think about. Lay it out, and then we're going to break it down. At the end of the first half, Joe Burrow, rolling to his right. Bengals, the Bengals scored on a 10-yard pass from Burrow to Tyler Boyd. They scored a touchdown. Right yep. at the end of the first yep. half. 
Burrow had been rolling out to his right and was angling toward the sidelines, right, when he threw the ball just before he stepped out of bounds to a pretty wide open Boyd. He was, he was kind of just standing in the end zone, seemingly all on his own. The issue arose when, while the ball was in the air, there seemed to be an inadvertent whistle from one of the refs. That is what happened. Yep. You know this, and many of the Fist Bump Army know this. I am well documented to be a firm, firm believer in the rules being forced properly yep. by the letter of of the law. Even if we disagree with the rule. Doesn't matter. We Letter follow. of yep. the law. Yep. And you've heard countless times where I've said plays should go against my team. Because it's the letter of the law. I call it down the middle. Regardless of who's involved. Because that, honestly that gives me credibility. Yeah. We joke about you being a homer. We joke about mm-hmm. that. No, you I are know. one. I know. No, I, I accept that. You yeah. are one. I am very much a fanatic of my teams. Mm -hmm. But But we're partial when it comes to stuff like this. We're right down the middle. I call it by the letter of the law. Obviously, though, there is a difference between the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Mm -hmm. But by rule, if there's an inadvertent whistle, the play is dead immediately. Yep. And they play that down over. There's no argument here. None whatsoever. There is also no argument that we can go back and see and hear that there was a whistle. We can hear it prior to the play being over. Can't argue that. But I do have an issue. Okay. And I said this in real time. Got a few points. Number one, and this hasn't been discussed anywhere that I've seen. There are multiple versions of the replay out there right now. I know because I've seen them. And I pointed it out. On CBS, right after this game was over, during the pregame of the next game. Right? Yeah. They showed the play. And the whistle could be heard just before that ball touches Boyd's hands. Like it is bang, bang, right before it touches Boyd's hands. Mm -hmm. That's the replay they played on CBS. Then, later, on the same show... The same pregame show. They like force the conversation back to this to this play. Not as smooth of segues as we have. It was not. It was not. I'd be happy to work with Boomer, also friend of the show. I'll be happy to work. Like they force this issue, and I understand why they wanted to make a point. Oh, and I actually think they wanted to show this new video mm-hmm. because then they showed a video where the whistle blew like right after Burrow let go of the ball. So for that reason, this makes the analysis of the play after the fact extremely difficult because everybody's working with different deck of cards. Right. So that is that is a major problem I have with the conversation right off the bat. Outside of that, you have to look at the entire situation. The whistle clearly had nothing to do with the play. Right. Clearly nobody stopped running because of the whistle. Right. It, it, I don't care who you are, it didn't Should happen. have the play continued. That's without, not the point no, I'm no, What I'm saying is, without the whistle blowing or with the whistle blowing, the same thing was happening. Correct. That is the spirit of the rule. Yep. The spirit of the rule is that an inadvertent whistle stops players from continuing to play. And that is both unsafe and unfair. Yep. Which I always say those are two of the priorities 
when they make a rule for any sport. Mm-hmm. Fairness, there's a bunch of them. Fairness, entertainability, safety, etc. Competitive, uh, competitive, yeah. neutral, like fair play. Like yeah. all those are, yeah, yeah, are required yeah. for rules. For that reason. Rule neutrality, that's what it is. For that reason, the spirit of the rule is to stop players from getting hurt or an advantage because the play continues. Football players are trained to play through until the whistle. The whistle yeah. Through the whistle. So if they hear it, they stop. Yep. That did not happen on this play. Again, letter of the law. I'm not arguing that. I'm just stating the fact that it had nothing to do with anything. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. And this is what I've been saying since it first happened. It has come out now that the refs determined in real time that they felt that the whistle was after the catch. Thus, it not being an inadvertent whistle at all. In real time, they determined it's not an inadvertent whistle. Because he caught the ball, stepped out of bounds. They caught the ball, he was in He was in the end zone. Oh, yeah, yeah. The moment he catches that ball and is determined to catch, if you know, it doesn't get knocked out, whatever, the play's dead. Play stops. So there is no inadvertent whistle. If he had caught it on the 30-yard line and was running, we'd have a different conversation. Right. The moment he caught the ball, the play is over. They determined that the whistle happened after that, which means, by definition, it is not an inadvertent whistle. Again, we have the ability to go back and watch yeah. it, and it is an inadvertent whistle. But in real time, they determined it wasn't. And because, by rule, an inadvertent whistle, the existence of or, or not, is a non-reviewable play, the conversation's over. You know what it sounds like it comes down to? It comes down to... How, who do you want to? Who do you want to win this game? Like that's literally what the argument has come down to. I I here's picked why. a winner, but I had no horse no, in this no, race. No, no, no I, I get that. The people who are arguing one way or another, like generally, had I'm, a horse in the race. I, no, no, but I'm not even talking about the teams. Like we've heard the complaint before. Like why do they have to go to, to New York for this? The ref should be able to figure it out. Then when they do that. They should have gone they, to New York. They should have gone. Like, yeah. you're not going to. There's no way to Correct. win this argument. And that's my. That's part of my next point. Okay. We had the ability to sit on our couches and watch it over and over and over again in high def and super slow-mo and all of this. You know what those refs have to do? They have to make that determination on the field. From like 15 yards away. In real time. Yeah. I have never played professional sports. I've played amateur sports. And At that's best. fast. Uh, yeah. For the normal human eye, that's fast. Professional sports is absurdly fast. Yes, that's what they get paid to do. And I understand that. But it still doesn't make it easy. No. They have to make this determination in real time, on the field, when it's loud, all of these things have to be factored in. I'm willing to bet they got into that huddle, and one guy says, I think the whistle was early. Another guy said, it was not. It was after the play. Another guy says, I can't even tell. I was on the other side of the field. And they went back and forth, and the, and the, head, the head ref said, okay, we all agree we're going with this. Fine. Touchdown. That's it. And the moment they make that determination... The conversation's over. It's over. Nothing else matters. Yep. Because they determined that it wasn't actually an inadvertent whistle. It was just a whistle. 
How many times do we see a play happen and everybody's like, they should call a challenge, they should call a challenge right now. And it doesn't happen because there's no time. Like the, it happens so the fast. The speed that it has to happen. That's that's during the game up in the booth. Yeah. When these guys have a, at least five seconds to hey, rewind that real quick. Four reviewable plays. Yep. This isn't reviewable. Yep. Letter of the law. I'm sorry for you. It sucks. And and it's the wrong call, but we have the ability to watch it. Yep. All that being said, the officiating this season and mostly in this playoffs has been an absolute embarrassment. Absolute embarrassment. There have been so many terrible calls and decisions, mm-hmm. much like that, which we have the ability to say was the wrong decision, yep. but they had to make a decision, and they did. Inadver- in, in addition to the inadvertent whistle, like on top of that, which was clearly the wrong call upon review, there was a whole conversation about the officials that we could have. We're not going to have it today. Because I have, I, there's a there's a solution to the problem. There's an absolute solution to this problem that I didn't come up with, but it's easy. They, the officiating is yet again having a drastic effect on the outcome of games. Yeah. And that is destroying the credibility of the NFL, especially in the playoffs. Well, it's, it, here's the thing. It's not just the NFL at this point. It's all sports. Yes, but we're we're, we're talking, talking about, about the, the NFL. NFL. I get it. We're talking about the, but it's it's all sports, and it's because and, of technology. Well, it's, it's because of the technology th- we have. I think it's for two reasons. I think one, yes, the technology is as we see stuff sitting on our couches. Yes. that we never would instantly, instantly. The other thing is, athletes are getting bigger, stronger. It's harder faster. to keep up. It is so much harder for these. It, it, what are these fifty-year-old referees? Generally speaking, to chase around these twenty to thirty-year-old athletes, yeah, world-class, the best athletes in the, the world, top one percent of yeah. athletics in the world, and the refs are not. There's no way that I don't care. Look, Hockley's not a, not a dad. Right. Hockley ain't, ain't in right. there anymore. It's you can't chase. Yeah, young it's not kids easy. your whole career. And by the way, this goes back to the Dallas game too. Yeah. We talked about how that other play in a, in a Green Bay Packers game was there, and the ref ran up and tapped the ball and ran off. First of all, that was a different ref that was lined up in a mm-hmm. different part of the field, and he could keep up. Yeah, this guy was trying to catch up. Like it happens. Yeah, I mean you got the, you got offensive linemen that can run that are better athletes four six forties. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, these are freaks of. I mean, it's it's wrong to call them this, but it's what they are. They're freaks of nature. They are. They absolutely are. So. How can you expect these these grown old older gentlemen? I'm not going to say old yet, because sure, but older gentlemen to chase these mostly athletes. the average age is probably yeah. 40s. Yeah, but these athletes are in the prime yep. of yep. their career. Listen, the solution for for officials is to make it a full time job, make it yeah. year round full time. Yep. They're not; right. they're part time, and this is a a big topic of discussion between the officials union and the league. They're not letting them be full time, so. You make it full time and you add more positions. You're you're actually going to increase the competition yeah. on yep. these, and you're going to let them train year round. Let them focus on their craft. NFL players, more or less, mm-hmm. focus on their craft year round. Now officials I, should be able to do that. I too. do understand. I do understand, and I agree with with how the NFL gets their their referees. They get these high profile lawyers who they've been in their field for 20, 30 years, know how to read laws, know how to sure. read rules, and yeah. know how to interpret stuff, all that. But put them as like the head, and then get some younger yeah. refs, 
full-time line judges, yeah. back judge. If you make them full-time from the beginning, they will have, by the time they're 10 years in, mm-hmm. they will be able to keep up with yep. this game. Yep. Plain and simple. That's the best solution. And a lot of people are saying, why was this crew even in the in the playoffs? And and the report came out that the crew from this particular game, Cincinnati and, and Vegas, uh, isn't going to be moving forward for the rest of the playoffs. I, I feel like the NFL announcing that is in bad taste, and it's also misleading. because It's, it's common sense that there'd be at least two groups exactly, that wouldn't go. Exactly my point. They, they bring, let's just call it 10 crews, whatever it is. They bring, over the course of the season, the 10 best crews. Mm-hmm. Now, the immediate argument is, well, what, how can this be one of the 10 best crews? Hold on a second. Back up. We had terrible officiating. If you rate everybody on well, a scale the, of 1 to 10, if, and most of them are fives, you're going to have a five in the playoffs. Sorry if, for if you. If you're going to complain about how bad the referees are as a whole, a whole season, then you can't then, have good. And then expect everybody to be great in the playoffs. It yeah. doesn't work like that. Exactly. The law of averages does not work that way. There was some good officiating. I actually yeah, think from what I saw in last night's uh, Cardinals-Rams, it was better. It, that was arguably the best officiating well, game of the it's, weekend. It's the Monday night game. They probably gave them the best refs. There you go. So there are good refs. There are. And I bet you these guys that did this game had good games throughout the season. But maybe they were the worst-ranked game. Their worst ranked crew, excuse me, and by by attrition, they're gonna move off and yep. and yep. move on with. They probably have five or six crews now because there's four games and right. I gotta have some backups. Right. But obviously, they're gonna move on. That said, the Bengals looked really good when they wanted to. Yeah, when they wanted to. When the, they wanted the to, they was, moved right down the field. Yeah, but the issue was is. It didn't seem like they wanted to for the last half of the game. That said, there were some matchup issues that they had to deal with with Vegas. Vegas has some has some weapons on defense that made Crosby gets Max Crosby. He gets pressure. He is the cap. The, the he might be the most under, underrated. He might be the most improved player of the, of the year this year. It might be. He is out of this world. Yep, absolutely out of this world. So. <sighs> you good? Woo! Had to get it all out, man. I've been working on this for a few days, ready to explode, and I've held it in because I wanted it right here. We didn't talk about it last night on the Fist Bump Boys Monday Night Football nope. Halftime Show nope. Super Wild Card Edition so that we could talk about it tonight. You get so much better at that. I, uh, practice. practice, right? Practice. <laughs> How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice? Pra- We're talking about practice? practice? Not <sighs> the game. Not the game. Not the game. Okay, I so love. that's a Ted Lasso reference that was <laughs> an Allen Iverson reference, which is, and if you're not a Ted Lasso fan, I, I don't understand you. Maybe you just don't have Apple TV. I got Apple TV just to watch it's a good. couple of these it's shows. Good. It is, but that scene, you hear him doing it. He he basically takes the Allen Iverson, uh, the old Allen Iverson interview monologue yeah. where he's talking about practice, and he puts it in the show. And I got to tell you, you don't realize it right away. Oh no, I did. A couple of seconds yeah. in, when you go, wait a minute, I've heard well, this no, okay. before. So every time that I hear somebody say, "I'm talking about," we're talking about okay, practice. That's fair. I immediately fair. go, Allen Iverson. That's fair. But he hit it perfectly. Beat by oh my beat. god, it was beautiful. Great. So <laughs> so are are we going to talk about the second half of last night's game? We can. I mean, we got a few minutes. We might as well. We can. I, I want to I wanna jump into next weekend 
and we'll incorporate. The, go ahead. Let's let's well, talk about the well, second. Well, I mean, it's it's. We normally talk about the second half of yeah, Monday I'm night. Yeah, just trying to. It just, was it was okay. It wasn't uh, great. I mean, look, I'm not saying there was a spectacular game, and I'm not saying we have to spend much time on it because there's really not much to spend time on. So when we were talking about it during halftime, we made the point that the Cardinals seemed disinterested in that yes. game. That did not change. No, they ended up they ended up scoring a couple of points, mm-hmm. and that's great. They they seem to look. So the question that I ask, is this Clingsbury fault or is this just a team not having the motivation? Uh, it, it goes to the coaching. Okay. It absolutely goes to the coaching. Much like we said in the Dallas Cowboys game, the coach is responsible for the preparation of the team. Mm-hmm. Period. They looked woefully unprepared for this game. They looked unprepared. They looked terrible play used, calling, you terrible used, execution. You used the proper everything. terminology. They looked completely disinterested. Yeah. And I put some of it and on the And that comes down to the coaching. I, I, like I said, I, I put 90%, 80% of that on, 90% of that on the coaching. I put 10% on the leaders of this team, the Kyler Murrays, the J.J. Watts, the A.J. Green. That's fair. That's fair. You need to pump your teammates up yes. when they've never been in this situation. 100% agree with that, but I think it all goes back to the coaches need well, to and that's put the right leaders in place. 90- and we love us some J.J. Watt. Yeah. And I'm going straight to J.J. Watt yeah. here. We love J.J. Watt, and we think he's a tremendous leader. First ballot Hall of Famer. He did not... Show no. leadership last and, night. And granted, he just came off the IR on Wednesday. He's still the leader of the team. Yeah. It's still his team. Yeah. And Kyler Murray, I'm sorry. And there's a clip from the uh, the Peyton and Eli part of the show. Mm-hmm. They have that Monday, the, the mega cast or whatever on ESPN2. Russell Wilson was, in that, was on there last night. And he said... If it was him, he was not taking shots, by the way. No, it was just part of the conversation where Payne and Eli were like, what do we do here? They're trying to fill something because it was just, it got boring. It got boring. Russell said, if, if I'm, on the, I'm walking up and down the sidelines saying, we're not dead. We got this. We can still do this. It's still possible. Pumping your guys up. They then cut to Kyler Murray sitting by himself on the bench twiddling yeah. his thumb. Well, and, and I'm sorry. That's on Kyler. It's right awesome there. that they showed Russell Wilson with Peyton doing that. Because of course. If there's one and Eli, by the way. And Eli. But if there's one Peyton, quarterback definitely. who I knew, every single time you look at him on the sideline when his team is doing bad, Peyton wasn't looking at anything. Nope. His head wasn't. He, he yelled at Jeff he was, Saturday. He was just going to bring that up. An all all. Decade center, one of the greatest centers just ever played. Just blank this game. and snap the ball. Just blank yeah. and snap. We'll run he, the ball, yes. Jeff. Yes. Like, yeah. He, a leader. That's a, a leader. leader. Kyler Murray does not know how to be it. He and, hasn't shown it yet. And neither does Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. And and Kingsbury's record in these big games after great starts to seasons. Mm-hmm. There was a. I don't have it in front of me, but there was a great post. He. His teams start off great and then fall apart. And that is 100% on his shoulders. All right. That's enough talking about that game. Let's move on to next week. Next weekend. Next week. Divisional weekend. Yeah. Divisional weekend. Arguably. Not even arguably. I know what you're going to say. And I was going to start it with arguably thinking you were going to say, I don't think it's arguable. Because that's not really what happens. It's It's not arguable. It's the best best weekend weekend of of the National Football League. Yeah. Period. It is. Four games, two on Saturday, well, hold on, hold on. two on Sunday. Not recently. Recently, the, cha- the the conference games have been really good. Okay. But these matchups? Historically? These, historically? Forget historically. This year, these matchups. I'm terrified. I am, terrified. I am foaming at the mouth for these matchups. See, <laughs> these are great matchups. 
taking out fandom. You're a fan if of one I of the teams. If I take out fandom, it's fantastic. If I take out fandom, it's fantastic. I'll give you that. If you are a fanatic of a team, when they get this far, it changes your perspective. It does. I know. Oh. I know. I know. <laughs> you know. You've seen me. When yeah. my team has made it to the Super Bowl, people don't come over to my house. I would have, back in the day, before the little ones, I would have Super Bowl parties every year. Except for those two years. The two years the Giants played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, nobody was in my house. Nobody was with me. Because, A, nobody wants to be. And, B, I didn't want anybody there. I was watching that game. And I go all the way back to high school. 2000? When the Giants played the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. And I went to a party at one of our friends' house. Not going to blow them up here. And... And I was trying so hard to watch that game, and everybody was hanging out, having a great time, and there was a girl involved, and tried to distract me, and I pushed her away, well, and, it's, and I won't do that again. So, so not the pushing her away. No, I'll definitely, yeah. I'll definitely, but I don't do parties when it's my team. But I, if you take that I, out of it, I remember 1995. I was 13 years old. Niners made the Super Bowl yep. against the Chargers. Yes, I had my first. It was just coming into my own. Yep. Hey, you want to go to a Super Bowl party at my yeah. house? I can't. Yeah. Well, why not? Like your grandparents won't. No, no, I just no. I won't let me. I won't let me because yeah. if I go there and I watch my team and we lose, I'm going to be miserable. And if we win, I'm going to be unbearable. So and and not for nothing, from personal experience, along with a few people listening to this show right now, the last time your team yep. made the Super Bowl, yep. you were. You were tough to be around, yep. partly because you got so emotional, you drank yourself into yep. oblivion. Yeah. Top five most intoxicated I have ever yeah. seen you, and I've known you longer than almost anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was tough to be around. So, for personal reasons, I kind of hope the 49ers die here. So, I kind of so hope they go out for personal so reasons? we can relax a little For bit. personal reasons? For for I your blood pressure, for your medical purposes. God, right. that hurts to say. <laughs> Let's dive into what should be the best weekend in football. We're going to go, as we always do, chronologically here in the playoffs. We're going to start with the Saturday 4.30 game. We're going to break down the games, just like last week. And we're going to then pick them all, winners and against the spread. That's how we're going to do it, right? That's right. So let's start with the breakdowns. Saturday at 4.30, the Cincinnati Bengals visit your Tennessee Titans. My, no, no, my Derrick Henrys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's supposed to be back. No, no, he is back. He is back. Okay. He is back. I don't know if it was 100%. He, was, he would have been in back for the last game. They chose to hold him out. So two extra weeks now, he's playing in this game. Oh, I mean. He's playing in this game. They rested last week. They get star running back. Derrick Henry, who has missed a lot of time with that fractured foot, and we said when it happened, if they make a run, it's, it's, he could come back. Yeah. What I did not predict was that they would have that week of rest. No, I didn't think that I was going to happen. Anybody, and and it it it's a commendation on on Mike Vrabel. Yes, like he should be the coach of the year this year. For he what? should be in the conversation. There, there's others that I think will get it. But if he's not in the conference, the top two or three coach of the year, what yep. are the voters yep. thinking? I agree. What he did with this team, and and 
And a, a tip of the cap to, to Ryan Tannehill, too. He, yes. he led this team. And by the way, the, the running back by committee mm-hmm. was fantastic. Oh, yeah. They, they had two or three guys that just absolutely stepped yep. in. But Cincinnati has a good rush defense. Oh, absolutely. They have a good rush defense. They've allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards to opponents, uh, to opposing teams during the regular season. That's now they haven't faced this. You haven't faced Derrick Henry. <laughs> and the Titans, on the other side of the ball, have allowed the eighth most passing yards. And Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Second most passing yeah. yards in the NFL this yeah. year. Yeah. In fact, he's one of the only two. It was him and Tom Brady over 5K, correct? I believe that is correct. Yeah. Close to your prediction of last year. Yeah, yeah of, <laughs> of last year. Even with an extra game, we couldn't <laughs> get four quarterbacks. We're not going to get into that. This is a tough game to pick. Um, I think I think it should be a good game. I believe I and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I have the spread at three and a half. I have the Titans by three and a half. That's what I saw last. I, we'll go with that. Sure. Which uh, yeah. is it's uh, three and a half. You're right. Which is basically home field advantage. Which means mm-hmm. Vegas is giving credit to the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals because. Just a few weeks ago, you would have said Titans by ten if if the if you knew this game was coming. But Cincinnati played a good game. Mm-hmm. They they had a great end of the season, and hopefully they learned a lesson from last week. And what lesson would that be? If they need to put their foot on the gas and, and not take and it off. You can't look back. You can't look. You play to win the game. Herm Edwards. Herm, there he is. He's everywhere. Everywhere. Do you want to pick now or do you want to wait till the end? We'll wait till the end. We'll wait till the end. It, it, I am, what are you most excited to see in this game? What matchup? I think I know what it is. You kind of started to Derek say. Derrick Henry against the Bengals really? front four. So I am nervous for that because you don't know what he's going to no, bring no, to the table. But I'm excited to see it. I want to see Joe Burrow put that ball in the air. Yes. I, he is He's good. He is. He is good. There are a lot of people that are still low on him. I don't know well, that he's top five, he's but not, he's not far he's off. He's not, but... He's top ten. I'm gonna make I'll hot, give him top ten. I'm going to make you a hot take right now. Give it to me. And, and it's a prediction, and you can sit on this one. Bengals are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Okay. I, I, think, I think we've said that. No, we, we've said that they've been... They're going they're to gonna be win yeah. a Super Bowl yeah. in the next five years. I, I tend to agree with you. If they continue on the trajectory that they're on... They'll be in the Super Bowl yeah, very, very yeah. soon. I'm not going to say this year, but very soon. Yeah. That AFC is pretty stacked. You, <laughs> think, AJ, you think AJ Green is regretting leaving right now? Um, Well, right this moment? Yeah, because he's at home. His season's over. I mean, overall. But yes. Yes, he is. But he he can't regret it. He made a decision in no. real time. And Look, I'm not saying that it was a horrible decision. I'm saying he's regretting it because yeah. I think the way that he was looking at it is he was looking at... I think Kyler Murray is going to be a better quarterback. Yeah, Joe right Burrow now, is better than Kyler Murray. I'll at least give credit. I'll at least say he's caught Kyler Murray. Okay. I think he's a better quarterback than Kyler I Murray. I think he's a better quarterback than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has other intangibles, but his height does present a lot of issues. Um, he has the run game that Joe Burrow doesn't have. Right. Well, uh, it's not like Joe Burrow can't run, but Kyler Murray just But he doesn't have that run game. Yeah. He doesn't have that run game. Right. And... But Joe Burrow is a better pure passer than Kyler Murray, and it's not close. No. And that has been shown 
when D Hop went down, which we were very nervous mm-hmm. was going to happen to Kyler Murray. When when Nuke went down, Nuke that hurt him for a lot of that, mistakes. Yes, absolutely. Joe Burrow is the real deal. He is going to, as long as he stays healthy, he is going to be in this league and relevant for a long time. Yeah. I think. Oh, the future of this league looks fantastic yes. from the quarterback yes. position. We're not going to pick it yet. We're going to wait. We're going to move to the next game. All right. Do you want to go to the next game? You sure? No, let's do it. A fifteen Saturday night. Your San Francisco 49ers meet their old familiar foes in Green Bay. The Green Bay Rodgers. Currently, the Packers are favored by six points. Has five that moved? Five and it half. moved. Yeah. It moved in just a couple of hours. Five and a half points. <sighs> Rodgers is rested. Packers are rested. Hmm. They get the bye. The Niners are the Niners beat are hurt. Up. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. Separated shoulder and by I Jimmy told you G. to wait. Yeah. Trent Williams, we 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 think he's banged healthy. Up. We don't he's banged, he's banged up. up. Bosa might Bosa, be out because of concussion. Fred Warner hurt. Yeah. I think to be you, honest, them all. I think Fred Warner's a bigger injury than Bosa. I agree. He's been the anchor of that defense all year. Bosa's the star. Bosa's the star. Warner's the anchor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And to lose Fred Warner. At this point in the season, when you're about to play the Packers, you got to deal with Rodgers, Devontae, Aaron Jones, all those playmakers. And you're missing two of your best defensive no, players. Your two fair best enough, defensive fair players. Enough, fair enough. That's, that's a big ask. And that's a huge lift for the rest of that and team. what it does is... And it, then you need Jimmy G to keep well, up. And that's what I was about to say is it puts a lot of pressure on Jimmy G, who not only seems to be not necessarily like losing his spot, but definitely on the downslope if he continues playing as bad as he is. Well, so he plays very good, and then he has moments. Well, you know, so we said in this last game for Jimmy G, they should have handed the ball off towards mm-hmm. the end and not thrown it, not thrown it, mm-hmm. because they had the luxury to do that. This game, it doesn't feel like he's going to have that luxury. And it, and he has that shoulder. That's an issue Correct. right now. And we going to see more Trey Lance in this game? I think we're going to. I don't to. know that we saw any. In I the think last we game. have to. I don't yeah. think that there's a choice yeah. if his if his shoulder is is partially separated. What they're going to have to do in this game is change what they do. And let me explain what I mean. Everybody knows what you're coming with. Everybody knows you're going to try and get the ball to Kittle, you're going to try and run it down their throat, and you're going to try to get the ball to Debo Samuel in space. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they know it's coming. They know it's coming. So, and if Jimmy G is at all, at, at all hindered, they're going to be able to hone in even more because they're not worried about Jimmy G going down the field. And that's my problem. Here's the only reason that I don't fully agree. Yes, that's that's probably the girl the that got way. you there. I understand. Well, it's not just that. What did the Niners do to essentially this same Packers team? Ran it down their throats. Ran it down their yeah. throat. Made sure that they spotlighted Devontae Adams to not let him beat him. Yes. Do not let Devontae Adams beat. Of course. Which the Packers can do that. So the Packers can win this game with Adams having zero catches. I'm not saying they can't, but they can't. An example of that is last night, Rams. Cooper Cup was non-existent for Mm -hmm. most of the beginning of that game, Mm -hmm. and they were still running away with it. 
Right. Because but, they took Cooper Cup away. But if and they, OBJ ate. If they used the same strategy that they used when they beat the Packers to make the Super Bowl, because they have the same tools to do it. Okay. That, that I think, is, is probably the best route to get them there. I'm not saying that it's going to work. I'm saying that's the best route that they have because that's the strength of their team. If they can go the other way and put their, their faith in tr- – I'm going to say Lance because there's no a way. Quarterback. Let's just say the quarterback. The quarterback. You can go that route, but you cannot miss. You have If to. you miss once. It's over. Rodgers is going to kill you. Yeah. And and that is why if if you go back to the Cowboys game, yep. they were running that play clock down mm-hmm. every play. Yeah. That's how you have to do it. Every you run. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wrong game. It was the Steelers. The Steelers were doing it to the Chiefs. That's what well, happened. Well, still the same thing. But, but the same That's concept, but I wanted the right game. to do it. They ran that play clock down to 6-5 or 4 every single play until, of course, it got out of hand. Right. And then they couldn't. Right. But, what, but Ben was what, doing that, and he was staying in that game for the beginning. What you have to do is you have to limit the Packers yeah. to 4 Five possessions, it, which is the whole game. Yeah, which is unbelievably difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Because this defense is not bad yeah. in the on the Packers. Yeah, but they're if, a good defense. If any team could do it, they are built to do it's that. The Niners, yes, fully healthy, fully healthy. No, no I, yes, that's a disclosure. It's, yes, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Has the makings of being a. And by the way, you can say this about every game this weekend. A classic. Has the makings of being an amazing game. Every single game we see has the ability right now for us to say this could be the best game of the week. It also has the ability to be the completely other side of the coin. And be an absolute blowout every game this weekend. I agree. Which is is wild. Which is absolutely wild. So we're not going to pick it again. We're going to move to Sunday. 3 o'clock. Rams and Buccaneers. Rams just beat up on the Cardinals. Buccaneers just ate the Eagles for lunch. The Eagles looked horrendous in that game. Yeah, never well, had a chance. And, but we we've been saying the whole time. The I Eagles, thought they had a shot in this game. I did. I thought they had a shot. I almost picked them. I I I think a the Eagles were the second worst team in these play, and I know that they were the last ring. I understand, but they were the second worst. They were barely better than the Steelers. Yes, but I thought the matchup. Gave them a chance. I thought it did. I was wrong. Clearly, yeah. I was. I, I, just, I was very wrong. I, I just. I, they. They. They looked in over their heads. Yeah. They he, looked worse than Arizona did. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is is he's good, but he wasn't ready for that position no, yet. No, he's not. Moving to this week, Buccaneers, like we said, yep. walked through that game. Rams, pretty much walked through that game. Nice little rematch from earlier in the season when the Rams won thirty-two to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. This is a difficult game to pick as well. I can say that about every game. Like I just said, every single game has the ability yeah. to be really close or blowouts. The Bucks have all the experience in the world. All of it. Including at the most important position on the field in Tom Brady. While Stafford just won his first playoff game of his career. So right there, the edge goes to the Bucks. 100%. Yes, but it's not as lopsided as you say. Just in that in position. That okay, yeah. Okay. Just in that yep, position. Yep, all right. However, one team is healthy, and the other team is missing players. The Bucks missing wide receivers. 
They have injuries on the offensive line. Their center went down. Their defense has injuries. Meanwhile, the Rams, they're sitting pretty right now. And they have weapons galore. Fully they have, healthy. They have one of the best offensive units. Fully healthy. Yeah. These two offensive units would match up wonderfully. Obviously, oh, yeah. the offensive yeah. don't play against yeah. each other. But it'd be hard to pick who has the better offense. It would be hard if everybody was on the field. It's hard to pick who has the best defense. And I was going to get to that. <laughs> but that's if everybody's on the field. Right. And one team doesn't have everybody on the field. No. On either side of the ball. Which makes you want to lean a certain way. But then you bring in, and I hate to admit it, number 12, Tom Brady. And that changes everything. Because he has shown that he can do it with less. He's shown he can do it. He's also shown he can do it with more. Because he had more last year. He had the, the healthier team last season. And he won the Super Bowl. He doesn't have the healthier team right now. And that scares me from the Buccaneers standpoint. The edge, the big edge that I give the Bucks outside of the quarterback position, um, sure. and, and and I only give that in the experience factor. I'm not yeah, giving yeah. it in the talent factor because we, we both love. I'm Max not giving Stafford. it in the talent factor at all. Okay, just simply from experience, which Correct. goes to decision making and all Correct. that execution. Coach Bruce okay. Arians has done it. McVay hasn't. He's gotten there. He's gotten there, but he didn't. He didn't win it. He didn't take that next. But step. Arians did it yesterday. No, I know. So I know. And, and it's a recency bias, I guess. Sure. But he also did it with Tom Brady. And that was the next. With the most stacked team he could have. And that was the next play like, I was going to get. He, he did it with a dream team. I'm not taking any credit away from him, but I'm not giving him that no, no, much no, no, of no. an edge. But I'm giving. Th- it's a slight edge, but it's a, it's a. It's We're also not talking about the Super Bowl here. Well, that's true. We're talking about the divisional round. They've both done it here. Well, They've both done it in the divisional round. Well, that's true. That's true. So I feel like at the divisional level, it's even the coaching. I really, really do. I think Tom Brady makes up for a lot of mistakes, and that team was stacked last year and healthy. Yeah. All of which is not accurate this year. They're not healthy. Makes it a tough game to pick, which we will pick soon. By the way, the spread on that is Tampa minus three. Yeah, I have three. Yeah, yeah. That's what I had. You didn't last say game, it, so I was my, my apologies. I believe the spread on that game is three in favor of Tampa. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Tampa I believe they're three, yeah. Which, again, home, home field, field advantage. advantage. Yep. Home field advantage. The last game. Oh, my God. This is the one I want to say. The last game. Like, we knew this was going to be the scheduling, right? Like, there was no question. We here. did. We did. I think that we both predicted both of these teams in the championship. The, the I predicted championship. this matchup. In this stadium, in this round. Did you? I picked Bills and Chiefs in the divisional round. Now, they were, the seating was a little different, mm-hmm. but I picked this right here. This is what I picked. The Bills beat them earlier this year. Week five. Yeah. 38 to 20. They could not stop Josh Allen, they couldn't stop him. Threw for 315, three touchdowns, ran for another score, and 59 yards. But that was when the Chiefs were a little shaky, if you recall. A little bit. Since then, they've gone 11-2. and two on a tear. And clicking on all cylinders. Oh, they've been so good. <laughs> the Bills, on the other hand, last week notwithstanding, 
they've been shaky towards the back half of the season. Right? Yeah. They were up and down and up and down yep. and up and down. Yep. But last week in the in the wild card round, these two teams were perfect. The Bills were literally perfect on the offensive side of the ball. We talked about this a little bit last night in the Super Wild Card edition of the Fismont Boys Monday Night Football Halftime Show. They didn't punt. They didn't turn it over. They didn't attempt a field goal. They ended every single drive with a touchdown. Or a kneel. Or a kneel. Yep. And they did it against a top five defense. That is hard to ignore. Yeah. That was an absolute not a, clinic. Not just a top five defense. A top five Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick coach defense. defense. Yes. Yes. And that's why this game is so hard to pick because the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do in the playoffs. Yeah. They got behind and then they turned on the Jets. And they got down 7 nothing. You blinked. You blinked. And they, they'd scored five touchdowns. They scored five touchdowns in like 11 minutes of game clock. Yeah. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is the fastest in the history of the NFL. And by the way, the Bills, I think, had the first perfect game in NFL history. Yeah, yeah I think we were talking about that. And, yeah. and, I, and you are correct. It was the first perfect game. We have With had no games punts where or te- field goals. We have had games where teams haven't punted. Yes, that is correct. But they have kicked field goals. Correct. That makes this a very, very very difficult game mm-hmm. to pick. I, I I don't know what to do. I mean, who are you look? What are you looking forward to in this game? Like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for Josh Allen to take the next step. I am looking forward to answers. And what I mean by is taking the punch of and pick which side you want. Let's say we we're we're leaning to, on the Chiefs side on this on this conversation. The Bills score. I'm looking forward to a Chiefs answer. And then I'm looking forward to a Bills answer. Like, I'm looking to see haymakers. That's what I'm looking forward to. This could easily be a 56-53 game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But it could also easily be a a 13-10 game. Like, we could see strategy or we could see just an absolute brawl where they are chucking it down the field. Well, I think, so if I remember, this game is in Kansas City. Correct. So the weather isn't, and it's, whether it's Orchard Park or Casey, I guess yeah. it really doesn't matter. It's going to be cold. cold. It's going to be cold. So there is the chance that we could just see the ball's not flying as well. The, you yeah, know, but it was cold for the Bills. I know, I know, I know. But KC also has a wind that Buffalo, it's, okay. it's a weird wind. But they and, both and just well, played in cold, know, and it didn't matter. I know, I know. Let me get to my point. Get to it. We know that both teams can do it in this weather. Yes. I think I'm more interested if it gets to the point where you were saying the second part, where if it's a 13-10 game. Yeah. I think I'm more interested to see what strategies the coach used to stop the other team. Sure. We don't know the answer right now to either team. No. Both teams have been lighting it up. Yeah. Well, this the most recent game that we've seen from them That's what yeah. were and you can only you go can't off. Stop them. You can only go off the last week in the NFL. We've always said that you can't base it off of both two, three, four weeks ago because so much changes. Yeah. In a matter of a week. Last week we saw both of these teams light it up. So I want to jump in on the weather report. God, I just want to jump this in. Yeah. It's gonna be beautiful. Is it? It's gonna be chilly. I got a low of twenty-five overnight. 
Oh boy, that's overnight. That's the low. That like this is gonna be a high scoring game. <laughs> this is gonna be a high scoring <laughs> game. And, and I see, I see no precipitation. Over under is fifty five. Over. Yeah. Yeah. Over. I see no precipitation. Fifty five is twenty eight to twenty seven. Yeah. I see no precipitation and a wind somewhere between five and fifteen miles an hour. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. Oh my goodness! All right, let's get to the picks. Let's pick these games. All right, you want to? We're gonna start. We're gonna start at the back of the beginning. All right, we're gonna go back and pick them in order because we're saving that game for last. All right, that's what we're doing. (laughs) All right, Bengals Titans. What do you got? So, all right, we got to recap last week. We gotta we gotta remind everybody what we did last week. So what we're doing is we're picking all games straight up. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna lose? And then we're gonna pick them against the spread. Last week on the pick them side, you went five and six and zero. Excuse me. You went six and zero, got them all right. I went five and one. We went head to head on the we Niners and the Cowboys. We made you guys a lot of money last week against the spread. We both went five and one. You lost on the Patriots by ever a so hair. little, just a hair, and I lost on the Cowboys. So that's where we stand. So because of that, I give you the edge, and you're going to pick first on every game. <laughs> I choose to defer. Yeah, I did not give that option. You, we're not flipping a coin here. I'm not flipping a coin. The coin has already won. been flipped. Yeah, you would have won. Yeah, I defer. No, the the, the I'll honors. Take that, I'll take that in. The honors. You can pick which side. That's fine. You pick which side. I pick who gets the ball first. <laughs> that's fine. That's no problem. No, th- it is not the choice. You just go first. That's how this is going to work. All right. Bengals and Titans. Titans are favored by three and a half points. What say you? I got the Bengals. You and me both. Let's go. Look, I, and you know I love me some Derrick Henry. Yes, yes. It's He's just coming off that injury. How much can he really, really trust? You don't know how much you can trust an injury. I think the week off is going to kill them. I think it got them yeah. healthy and, and got yeah. Derrick Henry back a little bit more. Yep. But he's not played in three months yep. or whatever it's been. It's like 12 weeks, right? It's been a while. Something like that. It's been week eight. Okay. Week eight. So do that math. Nine, ten weeks. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So... I think they're going to be rusty off of that week, uh, the the bye week. I think they should have kept going, yeah. and and they they would have yeah. been better off. Yeah. I, and the Bengals are the exact opposite. They are on they're fire. Hot. They're hot. They are confident. Yeah. They come off of that close game that they were able to pull out in a tough matchup, yeah. and I think they're going to win. Think, this game. I think if you were to tell the Bengals this week, either you get a bye or you play a game, they'd want to play. Play a game. Yeah. Absolutely. 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 So we both have the Bengals winning. Outright, so obviously we have them yeah. plus three and a half. I didn't think we were going to be on the same side there. I thought you were going to pick Tennessee. No. I did. So it did cross my mind a little bit, but I just – there's only so much faith that you can put in. And as as great as he is and as much of a stalwart as he is, it, the injuries – it's a it's bad – It's hard. It's hard. That injury is hard to come back It's from. hard to predict how he'll come right. back. Right. And at what point, if he is not 100% – or he's not effective. Mm-hmm. How do you pull Derrick Henry off the field? That's with, hard to with do. a snowplow. But but Vrabel, Vrabel's going to have to make that assessment at some point yeah. if he's not effective. Yeah. But and he's going to have to pull him but off. I mean, the field. Like, how and are you, that's hard to do? How are you physically going to pull but, him off the field? But it's a hard decision to make. Yeah. And if you don't, if he's ineffective and you don't pull him off the field, you're going to lose. Plain and simple. You have to pull him off the field if he's ineffective, yep. and that gives you the best chance to win. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be ineffective, but if he is, 
it's hard to do. Yeah. Next game, May 15, 49ers at the Packers. The Packers are five and a half point favorites. And once again, you have the honors. You have to say it. You have to say it. One way or the other, you have to say it. I got the Packers. I do too. I look, For everything so that we said. so many injuries. There's, if too this, many if, unknowns. If this team was 100% healthy, I think that I could put a little. I, I might still pick the Packers, but I think I'd get a little bit. Would you, t- would you take the Niners I'd take, I'd take the with, the with the points? I was leaning towards the Niners with the points. Mm. I was. And then those injuries yeah. came in, and so, I said, I, I and, just and can't do now it. Now I have the Packers laying the points. Yeah, so we, we both had the Packers and covering, and probably pretty easily, if, and if it, I'm being I think honest. It, and the over-under is 47.5. I think it's going to be under. I agree. Mostly coming, I agree. Most of the points coming from the Packers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What did you, what is that? What did you say it was? 47.5. 47.5? Yeah. I could see 24 14. I can see 24 14. I can see 24 10. I can yeah. see 21 17. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there as well. Sunday, 3 o'clock, Los Angeles Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks have a three point spread in yeah. their favor. Once again, I got the Rams. Yeah. Dude. Oh, we're eye to eye. I do too. No, it's going to come up to the next Let's game. It's got to go. come down to the last game. I think the Rams want this game. Yeah. And if they do win this game, there's a chance that they're going to spend all their energy and that's going to hurt them in the next round. We'll talk about that's that possible. if and when it happens. This is their game. It, it's, they want this it's game so, so bad. You look at the, the offense that Tampa Bay had, had and I'm going to say past yeah. tense on yes. that, because you look at that and now that's what the Rams have. I got to tell you, I think it's better. I think so, I think too. I think the Rams have it better. I think so, too. And their defense. That defense is Darren Donald. I'm going to take it one step further. You know who's playing out of his mind right now? Von Miller. Von yeah. Miller. That whole right side. If you go Von st- Miller started one, terribly. Do one straight line right between Aaron Donald, Von that Miller, That whole side Jaylen of the field Ramsey. is done. What do you, that, that whole, whole side you of the field cut is done. the field in yeah. half. Yeah. Now, if there's anybody that can still move it's, the ball, Tom it is Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. But I just don't think he's going to have the weapons. No. I think they're going to take Evans completely out well, of I think they're just going to put Jalen Ramsey on and just say isolate. That's yeah. it. You take him no matter what he does. It's going to have to be Gronk. I think it's going to have gonna to be It's going to have to be, but then. And Fournette, if he's back, I don't know if he's back. No, Fournette, for what I understand, isn't going to be playing. There you go. And then, then I'm further on the Rams winning outright and obviously taking them with the points. And the last game, and the last game, the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are two-point favorites. Two points. That's not even the home field advantage. That's Vegas tipping their caps to the Buffalo Bills in that last game, destroying Bill Belichick's top five defense. And once again, I'm putting it on your plate for you to go first. What do you got? At the beginning of the season, we talked about our predictions. Yes. And I predicted a Kansas City Chief Green Bay Packers Super Bowl. Yes. It will not be a Green Bay Packer Kansas City Chief Super Bowl. Okay. I'm going with the Bills. So that means obviously to cover. Because they're they're plus two. Yes. So. At the beginning of the season, <laughs> I picked a Green Bay Packers Buffalo yeah. Bills yeah. Super Bowl. It will not 
be a Green Bay Packers. Buffalo. I want to take the Bills so bad because I love Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I picked them at the beginning of the season to win this game. I said it was going to happen. I said he was going to be MVP. I said they were going to come into the playoffs on fire, no bye, and would continue running through. The bye would save them. I did think the Chiefs were going to have the bye. I did not think the Bills were going to, and they were going to beat the Chiefs because of that. I'm sorry. The Chiefs did it again. They went down, and then they stormed back in Kansas City Chiefs style. I I want with all I, of my heart to pick the Bills. I had I do. To, I had that same mentality where I was like, the Chiefs did it again. It's hard to argue it. What point though? I'll tell you when. It's it's the Super Bowl. It's gonna they, have they to hit him in the face. Now injuries were the biggest part of that, I think. But yeah. they, they could they found a lead they couldn't overtake. I think everybody's picking the Bills in this game. And the Chiefs are sitting back licking their chops. I can't go against them. This game, I, it's I such it. a pick. It is such a pick. I mean, it's weird it's that we both, we both flip-flopped. That's yes, hilarious. We did. we did. And by the way, I am a strong believer, well-documented, in pick integrity. Yeah. So I led with, much like you did, yeah. I picked the Bills at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And part of me, I'm not going to tell you which part, but part of me wants the Bills to win this game despite my pick. And part of me wants the Chiefs to win despite my pick, so I can say, hey, I picked it from the beginning. But if I am going to, if I'm going to go with in real time, mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs. I think this, in order for the Bills to win this game, Josh Allen has to take a huge step. Yes, yes. But he has to take a huge step and be ready for this moment. We just talked about it with the Rams and the Bucks. Yes. Hold on. Gotcha. We just talked about it with them. Mm-hmm. The Bucks have been to the mountaintop. The Rams haven't. Divisional round. Mm-hmm. The Bills have not been in this situation. You're the right. Chiefs have. Yeah. The Chiefs have been there before. The Chiefs have been. De- they, they can go down 14, the 20 chief, points. The Chiefs live in this area. This is where they make their money. Yeah. Right here. Arguably, in the uh, hilariously, in the game that they get paid the least is when they earn it the most. So. Didn't plan that. I one. think yes, Josh Allen has to. T- if he, he has win, to, he has to. He has to. McDermott has to make all the right moves. I think the most important part of this game, it's going to be Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Yes, because the same reason as all the other games we talk, mm-hmm. you keep Mahomes on the sidelines. The so, problem is, and I mentioned this before, the Steelers tried that, and then they blinked. Yes. But the Bills have a better offense in order of to keep possession of the ball. Of course. And I think that that's going to be more. Though an argument could be made, the Steelers have a slightly better run game. If you take Josh Allen out of it, the Steelers okay. had a better okay. run game. Sure, sure. But you can't take Josh Allen out of it. But let me tell you, I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying there's a bounty. I'm not going to say that. But if Josh Allen runs down that field... They're going to hit him. Of course. They're going to hit him with everything well, yeah, but not for they got. You're going to see the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. If I don't tries. think Mahomes has to run for them to be successful. No, no. Allen does. I don't know. He's if, such a major part of that run game. I don't know. if I think the threat of him running is should be enough to at least they're keep. Gonna, they have to keep a spy on him. Both defenses sure, yeah. have to keep a spy. And then when you do that, you've got to deal with Cole Beasley and, and Stephon yeah. Diggs. Diggs, I'll give you. And Dwayne Knox. Yep. Okay. They have weapons on the outside. If if they can, I feel like you mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson, not Dawson right. Knox. Dawson Knox. Okay. 
Sorry, I was thinking of Dwayne Sorry. from the Monday. I get it. It's okay. We're here. <laughs> We're moving on. I, I agree with the Knox Johnson. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. I had, a, I had a better joke when he scored his second touchdown. I said, Knox, Knox, who's there? Josh Allen! <laughs> there was more to the joke, but that's all I'm going to give you here on the show. <laughs> I, I think that it, it's going to be the simple, we're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs. So we need to keep them off the field as much as possible, and we and have to score as every time we touch the ball. Yes. They have to do what they did last week. Right. And that's, I, a, that's a big ask. It's a big ask. Two weeks in a row. Oof. But it, it, if it, it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying I. if you tell me in this game who is who can rise to that challenge, I, I lean on the Chiefs. Okay. Because the Chiefs have done it. The Chiefs have gone down by two, three scores, and then come storming back, and it wasn't, and the game's not close. So this, I just look at it, this is the final, this game, and, and I'm not even talking about the, the conference championship. This, this game, game is the game. Beating the Chiefs is what they have to is do. Josh Allen's yeah. final hurdle yeah. to being elite. There's that great picture of Diggs from last season when the Chiefs won this game in the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Diggs stayed on the field and watched that celebration. Classic. Mm-hmm. Classic picture. Great, great thought because he said he wanted to feel that pain. Yep. Diggs has to take over this game. Yep. Diggs has to be a huge factor and in this I game. And I think Diggs he can. will. He can. I think he will be a factor. I don't think it'll be enough. Give we'll me see. the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs to win. So this is the game cover. that's going to decide this week, like Did the, we Nin- like the yeah. Niners-Cowboys yeah. last year, huh? Yeah, we have, we're on opposite sides of the win and the cover. Yeah. Oh, let's go! That's it. Those we are it. we made it. Those are your divisional round playoff pick 'em and fist bump five. I know it's only four, but the segment is still called the fist bump five, and that does it for episode seventy-five. Of the Fist Bump Boys, thank you so much for joining us. Lots of fun. All kinds of fun stuff on our social media coming up. We are going to do a live video, probably. Do we call it? It's going to be during that game. It's going to be during that game. It's during the Bills Chiefs. We'll be live on the Instagrams. Great scheduling, by the way. Uh, Well, well, part of it played a factor because the Rams played on Monday night. They had to give them the Sunday game. Yeah. They had to give them the Sunday game because it would have been a short week. So it kind of worked out well. But yeah. They like the NFL is very happy with all these matchups. They're very yeah. very happy. Catch us on the Instagram lives during halftime of Chiefs Bills, and on all our social medias. You can catch us, follow us at the Fist Bump Boys. Everything's on our website. All our articles, all of our episodes, pictures, all kinds of fun stuff. With more stuff coming, www.thefistbumpboys.com. That's it. That does it. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the football. We will talk to you next week right here on the Fist Bump Boys.